0: Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Yours Truly podcast or welcome if you've never hung out with us here before. This is episode 32 of the podcast. I can't believe we've already made 32 episodes, but time flies when you're eating gently, moving freely, and loving fiercely, as we like to say. But on today's episode, I have a really awesome and cool and adventurous guest, and I'm so excited to introduce to you guys and let you guys have a little insight and hear the conversation that I had with her a couple of weeks ago. But before... Before we do, I have two things to tell you guys/slash read to you guys. So we've been on a theme of before I introduce a guest or before I introduce the theme of the podcast, I will read something that has been going on in my private Facebook community, and I do this because this place is amazing and it's awesome, and people are really learning a ton in here. So I like to share with you guys the audience, if you will. See what I did there? I combined podcast and audience. I like to share what's going on in this group and invite you to join us, to come hang out with us in this group, because like I said, it's a really awesome community with lots of growth in the realms of intuitive eating and intuitive movement and learning to be nice to yourself. So this is a post that came through this past Friday, or it actually came through on Thursday. It was Valentine's Day. So I hope you had a great Valentine's Day, however you celebrated this past week. But this post comes from a newer member of our group, and she writes, Hi all, just wanted to share with you this. Last time I was on a very strict diet was almost one month ago. My dietitian was a very old-fashioned doctor that believes there is no pleasure in life better than being thin. Anyways, my lovely son, who is nine years old, was seeing me with almost an empty plate at lunchtime. Then he said, Mom, eat what you like. Don't ever let anyone tell you what to eat. I think this is the first time in my life that someone gave me the credibility to do so. I hugged him so hard and promised him that I will do what he said exactly. So I think this is really cool for a lot of reasons. The biggest reason, well, first of all, let me say that not all dietitians are old-fashioned and believing that there's no pleasure in life better than being thin. That is a very old way of thinking, if you ask me, and this big movement that's coming out now, um, the Hayes movement, the health at every size, the intuitive eating movement, really kind of... Uh, dampens that or says, no, there actually is a lot of research that says health isn't always equated to your weight or always equated to your body size. And I'm really, really happy and proud to be a dietitian who doesn't hold on to those old mentalities and preaching that you have to be thin in order to be healthier. You have to eat this one way or that nutrition is black and white because we know that that's not the case anymore. But the reason why I think this is really, really cool is because it demonstrates a fundamental truth about nutrition and food that I teach to you guys here on the podcast. I teach to my Facebook group. I teach to the clients who work with me one-on-one. And that is the truth that you were born a confident, intuitive eater. Right When you were little, when you were hungry, you would cry as a baby, you would turn toward the bottle, you would turn toward breast, you would eat and drink until you were satisfied. And then when you were full, you could self-moderate and you could turn away and say, I'm, I'm okay for right now. And you grew up having that ability that was literally placed within you from the moment that you were born. You knew how much to eat, you knew how to get to the food, right? And you were able to stop when you were satisfied. And this is something that I reassure people, you don't lose that ability. As you grow older, you don't lose the ability to eat intuitively. You don't lose the ability to moderate your own intake, but what you lose is the confidence, right? You lose the confidence in your ability to do this because we are surrounded by a culture and social media and websites and other podcasts who say you don't know how to moderate your own intake or you can't be healthy on your own. So you have to follow X, Y, and Z, or you have to eat this way, or you have to lose this amount of weight, or you have to be this exact size in order to be air quotes here, healthy, right? But we know, everyone who I was talking about earlier who practices in the intuitive eating method, we know that you have the ability to eat intuitively and determine what's best for you in your own body. Because that person isn't me. I have some people who come to me as a dietitian and say, hey, tell me what to eat. I'm like, well, I'm highly underqualified to tell you exactly what to eat. Like, it doesn't matter that I've studied nutrition for years and years, it doesn't matter because you are the only person who have lived in your own body. So that makes me underqualified to tell you what, how, and when to eat. That makes everyone else underqualified to tell you what exactly to eat. You are the person who has to make those decisions for yourself. Can you have someone help navigate this journey with you and help you rediscover that sense of your intuitive self? Yes. And that's what I do as a dietitian. but I will never hold anyone saying you have to eat this amount of food or you have to eat this because like her nine-year-old son said, don't ever let anyone tell you exactly what, when, or how to eat because you were born with that ability and only you know how it is to be in your own body, which I mean, you're the person who's lived in your own body for how many years? So I'm pretty sure that makes you the default by ex or the expert by default. Wow. Words are getting all jumbled here, but That was the one thing I wanted to highlight from the Facebook community from this week. As you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast before, this Facebook community is free and open for you to join. So if you're hearing this message now and you think it would be beneficial for you in your journey to be surrounded by messages and revelations like this, posts from me, live video trainings from me, special offers from me, I would love to invite you into this community. Like I said, it is open and free to join, but I do require that you fill out an application in order to join simply because it is my responsibility as the moderator. And the creator of this group to continue to keep this the best, most open, honest, and awesome place on the internet. So I want to make sure that everyone I do allow into the community is ready to take this on, is ready to interact, and is ready to make the group better because of their presence there. So if you're interested in joining this group and you want the application, please reach out to me on any form of social media whether that's, I don't know, here, you could leave a review and I would probably see it. You can reach out to me on social media, uh, Instagram. My name is Claire Tuning there. And also on Facebook, my name is Claire Tuning. You are free to send me a friend request, send me a message and ask for the application. So next thing that I want to go over, which kind of coincides with the Facebook group, cause I just posted about it in there, but I've also been talking about it on Instagram and all of the other platforms. It's something really cool that I have been working on that I have just put the finishing touches on. So this is my free three-part guide to intuitive living. And I say intuitive living because yes, it's about the food. So there's a a focus on intuitive eating, but also on intuitive movement and how you talk to yourself. Because we know that health is not just about the food. Health is multidimensional and it does require us to talk about things like movement and how we talk to ourselves and how we sleep, right? So this is a three-part guide to intuitive living. Not just intuitive eating. And what this is, is 30 minutes of free coaching sessions from your Shuli that I've broken down into topics of intuitive eating, or what we call eat gently, intuitive movement, or what I call move freely, and the importance of self talk, which I call love fiercely. So there's three separate coaching videos in this guide. They're all about 10 to 15 minutes long, and they each come with specific prompts for your takeaways and action items so that you can take what you learn in these videos and actually apply it to your life in a way that's going to move you forward and make you a little bit better and more confident in your ability to reconnect with that intuitive self, because you had an interaction and involvement with this guide so I would love for you to get your hand on this guide if you're interested it's totally free like I said all you have to do is provide me with your email address so I can tell you where or so I can figure out where to send the guide so if you're interested in this again reach out to me on social media send me a dm there's also a link in my instagram bio if you click on it it will say your free guide to intuitive living you'll be able to go to an opt-in page type in your email and the guide will show up in your box within the next 24 hours. So I'm really excited about this opportunity. If you've ever wondered what coaching looks like, uh, what I look like not behind a mic, but actually in front of the camera talking to you about things like food, movement, and self-talk, then this is your place to get your hands on some free value and content to help push you forward in your intuitive living journey. So those are the two announcements that I had for you guys this week. And now, I don't really have a fancy transition here, but I do want to introduce today's guest and today's podcast episode. So today's guest is someone who I had the pleasure and honor of connecting with a couple of months ago when I traveled to Las Vegas for my first one day live event with my coach, Tony Stefan and his coach, Jason Phillips. So this girl, her name was Brittany Taylor. We actually sat right next to each other on the event. And the moment that she sat down next to me, and this is probably going to be a really woo woo thing for me to say. And you're probably going to be like, of course, Claire, you would say that. But the moment she sat down next to me, I just um, automatically had this feeling. I was like, this girl is really cool. Like I have to be friends with her. Like you know when someone just like walks into the room and you just kind of like feel their vibe and you're like, "That's a cool human being. <laughs> that is how I felt when how I felt when Brittany came and sat next to me. So we talked a little bit while we were in Vegas and we've continued to stay connected over social media. Um, I will tell you towards the end of the podcast how to get in contact with her on social media. I highly recommend that you follow her. She is a wonderful singer. She is amazing in the weight room. If you want to follow someone who's just like, wow, she's so strong and fierce and she's highly, highly adventurous too. We talk about a lot in this episode, how her sense of adventure has not only helped her to transform her personal life, but has also helped her to get back in touch with her intuitive self and has actually led her through her own intuitive eating journey, which is what she follows personally and something that she helps her clients with as well. Our approaches have a lot of the same. Uh, components, I guess you could say. She helps people to feel good in their own bodies and find balance again by finding that sense of true food freedom and kind of talking to them on what intuitive even Intuitive eating even means, and how that can be applied through multiple areas of your life. So, I couldn't be more excited that she took the time out of her day to talk with us, the podiums, if you will, on this topic of adventure. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Yours Julie podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast, turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. Hey, Brittany, what's up all the way from sunny California?
1: Yes, it is. I, so I cannot believe it. it's January in San Diego and the sun is out. I was even at the beach yesterday. It's crazy.
0: Wow, lucky you. So I can't complain. So I'm in Virginia and it's cold. Don't get me wrong, but I know my friends to the north have like sub-zero temps right now. But before Brittany oh. <laughs> hit the record button, like she was like, "I'm just gonna close the doors of my house because the birds are chirping outside." I was like, "You have your <laughs> doors open right now? Like, <laughs> in what universe can you live with your doors open in January?" So that's amazing. Have you always lived out in California? Yeah, I'm born and raised here, and I don't,
1: I don't think I could ever leave because it is amazing. It's perfect. Um, and I just don't do well with the cold. So anytime it drops below 60 degrees, I am that person in a full on snow gear.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I have, um, I have a client who lives in Florida and he'll message me in the morning. he be like, it was cold outside today. Like want an oatmeal. And I'm like, great. I love oatmeal, but like, let's get real, what do you mean by cold? He was like, oh, it was in the fifties. I was like, come on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Like that's really cold for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well anyways, so you live in California. We know that about you. You don't like the cold weather and you have birds outside your house. So we we're piecing yeah. all of these things together, but for anyone who maybe hasn't heard of you before, they don't know what you do kind of tell whatever version of the story you'd like of who you are, what you do and how you've arrived here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds great. So well, Claire and I met in a mastermind group in Las Vegas, so that's how I ended up here with you.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Um, so thank you for that. That was an amazing connection, but uh, my name is Brittany Taylor. I obviously live in San Diego, California, um, but what I do is very, very similar to what you do, which is focusing on Nutrition, well, you call yours gentle nutrition, and I feel very similar in the way that the way I do nutrition is like with love and with freedom. So, I'm a nutrition coach that focuses on freedom, and the way you find freedom is through nutrition, and I focus a lot on mindset as well. So, I used to count macros for like three years straight. And at the time it was a wonderful tool for me because I had really no idea what portion sizes were. Um, I didn't know how much I should be eating. So I was an avid macro tracker. And then I got to a point in my life where a lot of things kind of came crashing down all at once. And I was trying to de-stress my life as much as possible. And for me, not counting macros anymore was one of those things I decided not to do because it was an added stress to my life. I was just trying to get by day to day. So having to scan everything on my phone was becoming an added stress. So I decided to go the intuitive eating route. And it was then that I truly found so much freedom in just the way I thought about food or i how I see it is how i didn 't think about food because before I was always thinking about food, not really yeah. in a negative way, but I was thinking like, did I eat enough protein? did I do this? Did I do that Like did I attract my food um, almost in an obsessive way, and this kind of just allowed me to have freedom to, you know to wake up, I know what I need to eat for the day and just continue to move on with my day without necessarily thinking about food all day long. So I was enlightened with this feeling of freedom like wow, it's really cool to just go throughout your day and not have to think about food. And so once I began that journey, I kind of um impl- I started implementing that with my clients because so I've been a nutrition coach and I do focus on macros with the people that want to do macros. However, I now am able to offer this intuitive eating approach with people that are like, yeah, macros are not my thing. I don't want anything to do with it. And so I think that's a really cool way to still be able to show people that you can, you know, see results and changes without having to obsess over food. So I guess that was a really long answer to your question, but I am a, I'm a nutrition coach who focuses not only on macros, but intuitive eating as well.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it kind of sounds like similar to me in a way. I did not ever track macros for that long. I did it for like three days because I was taught it in dietetic school and I was like, this sucks. I hate this. Right. Um, I was like, no, no, no. But I think it's good for you to know, or for your clients. It's like it, sometimes it can be a good tool for some people. And some people always have a positive relationship with food when macros are in their picture. But there's also the other side of the coin where some people, are really negatively affected by that, or maybe they just don't jive with it. So kind of knowing that that's one way and that's fine if you want to do it, but it's not the only way and saying, you know, there's this whole other side of the picture that I can show you as a coach. And for me, one thing that I always encourage people to ask is like, is what you're doing with food adding value to your life? Or is it taking away value? You know, is it, Adding this beautiful sense of adventure, which we'll talk about here, or is it taking away your sense of freedom, right? So I think it's really important to be able to recognize that. And when you realize this thing that was a good tool for you in the past, because I know you were an athlete too, it was a good tool, you are an athlete, but now it's really not something that's adding value to your life and you're finding more value in kind of leaning into this other way of nutrition. So I'm curious here. Because the question that I get a lot from not only, you know, people who I work with who are maybe coming from a macro focused background or more of a strict, air quote, dieting background, how did you make that transition? Because I know a lot of the times it's a lot of like mental. Struggles, oh, yeah. a lot of mental anguish because you're going from something that you thought was like the way, the truth, and the light into doing something totally different. So, what were maybe some of the steps that you took to kind of talk yourself off of that cliff that's, you know, I'm letting go, this is scary, but I'm going to be okay?
1: <laughs> totally. And that is such a great question. I don't think I've ever, ever kind of got into that. I kind of just say, like, oh, I do intuitive eating now, but that is such a great question. So, It was very scary for me. I am a person who likes to be in control. So you can imagine letting go of control of my food was very, very mentally challenging. Um, But also, it was very freeing at the same time. So, what I loved about macros. Like I said previously, it taught me about portion sizes and because I had been doing it for so long, I had an idea already. Like I know how to feel myself before a workout and after a workout. Like I know the things that I should be eating. So it wasn't a matter of going, okay, well, I'm not gonna track macros, so I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. It was the same thing. It started as me with like, okay. I am going to eat the same meals that I normally eat. I'm just not going to input them in my fitness pal. So I started there with like, okay, I'm still going to have my like oatmeal for breakfast and like the same pre-workout meal. I'm just going to take away the scanning. I'm doing the things in my phone. So I started with that and that was, and that was a little hard, but I'm like, okay, I'm eating the same thing. still. like, I'm going to be okay. And then I started, um, you know, incorporating different foods, like, if I went out to eat, I just was mindful of what I ate. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I had a breakfast that had protein, fats, carbs, fiber, greens, like that. That's plenty. I don't need to try and like pull up in my app and calculate how many calories this was. I just ate and went on with the day. Um, and saying all of this, you know, it sounds so easy, yeah, but it, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, and a lot of my clients struggle with it too. Um, you know, just giving up like I just had a client who went on her honeymoon and I, I'm like, girl, you better not track because I want you to enjoy this beautiful time in your life. And that was a struggle for her was getting off of tracking every little thing that she put in her mouth. So I mean, it is not easy. However, um with time it becomes easier and easier. And the more I did it, like the more I went out and had a meal with friends and didn't track, it felt so good. Like I remember texting my coach at the time being like, Oh my gosh, I didn't track today and I'm okay. Like I feel okay. And so it just comes with time and practice and just really, really tuning into your feelings. And I know that's like That's more of like a woo-woo topic because (laughs) I mean, I, I am very much like that. I'm very into, um, you know, like figuring out what works for me as far as like meditation. I'm very in tune with my higher self. So listening to those hunger signals and, you know, cues that I'm full, it's a very beautiful thing. Um, so you have to just be open to it. Uh, you know, in the past I would eat to fulfill my macro. So even if I wasn't hungry, like at the end of the night, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I still have, you know, 20 grams of protein. I would chug a shake or something just to get that. And I, now I'm like, I'm not hungry. You know, the, like if at the end of the night, yeah. I'm not hungry. I am not to listen to those cues and not eat and not force myself to eat. Because I have been in situations many of times where I was force feeding myself like rice to try and get like enough carbs. And that is, there's just, that's not a fun way to live.
0: Yeah, I agree. You and I could go woo woo talk all day. Like oh I feel yeah. like we definitely see eye to eye. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love intuitive eating so much because it is so introspective, right? It's really, it's a stark contrast from, Eating because my phone says so, or eating to fill those numbers. Like you said, sure, that maybe has a time and a place for some people, but when we change over to an intuitive pattern of eating, it's really eating because I want to, you know, eating because I recognize this is fuel, but it's also so much more. And when you really break it down, this is going to sound woo woo, but I know you'll get me. It's a way that we can connect to our higher self, right? Sometimes I ask my clients when they're transitioning from, you know, tracking macros or a strict period of dieting to intuitive eating, like you said, it's not going to happen at the drop of a hat. It's not going to be like coach Claire comes in and sprinkles like magic fairy pixie dust on you and you're an intuitive eater. Like it's really going to take a long time, but I'm all about fueling out of intention Rather than yeah. habit, right? So, what's your intention with this meal, right? Is your intention to feel like the best version of yourself because that version of yourself probably isn't showing up if we're being so stressed about like how many grams of this, this, and this, right? And like I said, or like you said too, it's not going to happen overnight. But that person in the back seat, as I always like to say, the girl in the back seat who shouts, like, you know, track your macros, you have all these habits, what are you doing? Like, she gets quieter yeah. over time, right? Yep. Yes. She, you may not, not kick either. her. Yeah, I was gonna say, you may reach a point where you kick her out completely and she's not there, but it just takes time for everyone. So, feeling out of intention rather than habit. I love that. So. One thing I want to ask you, and I think this ties in really well with intuitive eating and what I just said a moment ago that food is fuel, but it's also so much more than fuel is something that I've really seen in your life. So before we hit record, I was recounting like the the day that we spent sitting next to each other and you walked in the room and I was thinking to myself like, man, this girl seems really cool, right? Like, you know, you just pick up like a vibe of someone and you're like, I can tell she just does something that's cool. And I was like, it's intriguing, but I don't know what it is yet. And then we kind of left that room and you know, you only have so much time on these one day events, but I went back home and we stayed connected over social media. And I was like, she's adventurous. I was like, that's what it is. Right. So I kind of want to get your take on, and you can totally take this away from the conversation of food, or if you want to tie it into the conversation of food, because food can be adventure as well. But I want to get your take on the first question I'll ask is why you think living a life of adventure is important. And then maybe define what you mean by adventure, because that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but what does it mean to you?
1: Yeah, totally. So for me, a couple things happened, um, that really sparked my interest for adventure. So the first thing that happened, which is probably the biggest root cause of me just wanting to be so adventurous. But, um, about a year ago, yeah, I think it's, we're coming up to a year. So my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So he is still battling that right now. And, um, he is just my biggest reminder that time here on earth is so short and we don't really know how much time we have, you know, we aren't promised anything. So really taking that into consideration, like, you know, I feel like people say, you know, you only live once or to do all of these things, but when something that close to home just like really hits you, you're like, Whoa, wait a second. Like you really do only have whatever time that we have now, like you only have right now what's in front of you. So I just decided there are so many things that I want to do. Why wait? You know, we can give ourselves excuses after excuses like, Oh, I can't, or I can't find the time or I can't find the money. Just, I was tired of excuses and I just wanted to do all of these things. So I kind of went from zero to a hundred and I went from never camping before to like driving up on to Zion by myself pitching a tent at (laughs) night. So I, I was just so excited to do all of these things that were always on my mind. Like, I'm like, yeah, I would love, you know, to hike here and there and travel and do all these things. But that seemed like such a far-fetched idea. And then once all of this started happening with my family, I just realized I got to do this now. Like, I don't want to wait. I want every single day of my life to be an adventure. And so I guess adventure for me, like what that means is just something that brings you joy, something that brings you closer to your highest self, because I get it. We can't be going on trips every single day of our lives. So it's not to say like, oh yeah, I just want to travel every day forever. Cause that's not possible for anybody. But even every day I try to find an adventure like, okay, well, maybe I'll do a different type of workout today than normal. Like that's an adventure. Or maybe I'll try making a new meal that I've never made before. Like that's an adventure in itself. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical outing for an adventure. It's just something that is different than your everyday routine that sparks some kind of joy or interest and kind of pushes you outside of your comfort zone. I think being outside of your comfort zone is the biggest part in all of this, because that's really when you grow and it's when you figure out things about yourself that you didn't know, or you face fears that you have. So I am just all about living a life with adventure.
0: I think, do you have a tattoo with that? Maybe you should get one.
1: (laughs) No, I don't. I mean,
0: I have, I have the space to add more, so I'm sure I will. (laughs) You, do, you You should, you should. But I think that's such a cool discussion because I think I always refer to like Pinterest in a joking way, simply because every time I get in there, I kind of get like trapped in like those motivational quotes. It's like adventure. And like, it's this beautiful cabin in the Swiss Alps. Right. And it's like a girl doing yoga on the front porch. And like, don't get me wrong. Like if someone offered that up to me, I'd be like, yes, I am going hashtag adventure. But like, I think a lot of the times we get so wrapped into this idea that adventure has to be super grand and it has to be something that we throw a lot of money at. And yeah, that can be one version of it. But I like how you really simplify it and you say, my goal is to have something of adventure every single day, whether that's eating a new meal. That's something I'm a huge proponent of. Like, What haven't you tried ever? And you've maybe heard about it and it would be like, ooh, exciting, adventurous to try it. Or me, sometimes I'm like, let me take another route to my office because who knows what I might see. (laughs) right? So it's these really tiny things. Yeah. Or or like trying a new workout too. So I'm curious to know in this whole speak of adventure and why you think it's so important. And you're kind of like sprinkling in a little bit every single day, like the salt Bay guy, what is your most recent adventure? It could be big or small, but I kind of want to know like, what's in your head. So maybe a daily one that you're trying to do more. And then if you have one that's more planned, that is maybe bigger or more grand, what does that look like for you right now?
1: Hmm. Good question. Okay. So just to make sure I'm understanding, are you asking me what do I have coming up or what was my
0: most recent adventure? Either. Any way you want to take it, I will accept your answer. (laughs)
1: Um I spent a week up in Big Bear um which was amazing. So that adventure was really fun because for me, like I said before, I don't like the cold. Yes. <laughs> so that I mean I was out of my comfort zone. I was very cold. <laughs> but that was that was amazing um an amazing time. Um I'm currently going to go- be going to Austin in A couple of weeks. And so for me, I absolutely hate flying. I hate flying, but I'm trying to get over my fear of flying. So that is going to be part of the adventure. Um, I really want to push myself to travel more and do more things that include airplanes because (laughs) right now, no, honestly, I have been invited to so many different places, and I'm terrified of flying. So I usually say no and turn down trips. However, my goal for 2019 is to say yes to more airplane adventures. So that's what I am trying to do this upcoming year because I just, I hate flying. However, I'm really holding myself back because of the fear of flying. And so to me, that's going to be pretty big to push out of my comfort zone for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I was kind of like thinking back to where I've seen you have pictures of like places that you've gone and adventures you've taken. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if she doesn't like airplanes, it's a darn good thing. She lives in San Diego, right? Because I feel like obviously the East coast over here, we have beautiful things as well, but I feel like over on the West coast, you are maybe in better driving distance to a lot of like jaw dropping things, right? (laughs)
1: I mean, i yeah, I pretty much drove to everything. Um, you know, it's between five to eight hours depending where I go, but I would, I would rather drive than take a plane. So I drive.
0: No, I feel that completely. I was trying to think, okay, five to eight hours. If I drive five to eight hours in like any direction from Virginia, I end up in like the middle of Amish country, Pennsylvania, which is nothing wrong with that. But like, I think we're just comparing like, okay, in the middle of Pennsylvania and then, like, I'll be at Zion or, like, the Grand Canyon. Like, that's wonderful. Yeah. Then, like, I'm a little in live all the way. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that I also wanted to ask you, and it's something that you said earlier, and I want to circle back to because I was, as I was doing my um creeping, for lack of a better term, whenever I, like, have someone on a podcast, it's like, hmm, I get to creep on them. <laughs> and I get to... <laughs> try not to hit like on their photo from like a month ago that I haven't already liked and be weird about it. But one thing that I read that you wrote, I think this was like towards the beginning of January, maybe it was kind of like a new year's post, but you were talking about mantras. And again, this is going to be like our woo-woo side coming out, but that's something that I love. It's like setting the intention and having something that your brain can kind of anchor onto in those moments where you start to get a little crazy, right? Um, I'm a yoga teacher. So obviously, and I know that you've taken yoga before. It's like when you engage in a practice or when you do anything in general, our brains are really good at being in... Fast forward mode and rewind mode, but not very good in the play. So, what I find to be effective, and you know, why this whole mantra thing exists, is we can assign a certain intention to like a grouping of words and use that as our anchoring moment, as I like to call it, for moments when things get a little hectic or we start to lose sight of that higher self that we're trying to connect ourselves with. And one of you had a whole list of them here, but the one that really stuck out to me because it's something that I try to do as well is, and you can correct me if I have the wording on here, Ron, but it's, I am protecting my joy, or it was something along those lines of protecting your energy and your sense of joy. And that's something I'm a huge proponent of because in my opinion, one of the major determinants of health in this like woo woo sense in a way, isn't necessarily just what you eat or what exercise you do, but it's your energy and how you bring that to the table, right? Because that's the thing that we all have that makes us very unique and we got to find ways to protect it. So I'm curious in your life when you're kind of having this mantra and maybe it even ties into adventure, I don't know of, I want to protect my joy. What does that mean to you and why do you think it's so important?
1: Yeah. So I think I said like, I wanted to protect my energy because I am a very empathetic person. And so for me, I, I feel what my clients feel. Like I truly, truly, if they are struggling, I can feel their struggle. And it is a big burden to carry. So I have to be very intentional about protecting my energy because it's a lot to take on everybody's struggles. And then still have my own So I'm very intentional about needing to do things for me, aka adventures, (laughs) that really just allow me to decompress and kind of just compose myself and realign with my energy because it takes a toll on me for sure. So having the chance to do these adventures these physical adventures. Like for me being outside in nature or going on a hike or a walk, that is how I am protecting my energy, like my joy, because energy is always constantly moving and being exchanged. So I need to be that light for my clients and I can't show up and be the best version of myself if I'm constantly drained. So, you know, being the best version, being their light, being somebody of good energy for them is really important to me. So yeah, one of the things I do is,
0: you know, finding ways to keep my life exciting with adventures. Yeah. Finding ways to add adventure into your life. And I think that's so important too. And I feel like a lot of people in our profession or in our line of work, if you will, I feel like a really old person saying that, but in our line of work would (laughs) probably say the same thing because obviously when you're in a coaching scenario when you're trying to help somebody, obviously you're taking on what they take on. Obviously you're not going to feel it to the same extent because you're not in their life, but if they're sharing that with you, if they're opening up, then a good coach is someone who can kind of meet you at eye level and say, I understand and I'm listening, right? And understanding and being able to listen often takes a lot of energy as I very well know. So being able to protect that and continue to show up as the best version of yourself is so important. So... I love that you use adventure for that. That's something that I try to do as well. I use food for it. I use yoga for it, all of these things. So it has been absolutely wonderful. Connecting with you, um, I want to thank you for your time for being here on the podcast to talk to the audience, if you will. Oh my goodness, I love it—the <laughs> podcast audience. Um, so I have two kind of final wrapping up questions for you in this mode of, you know, sharing your sense of adventure and protecting your energy. And I feel like we connect on so many levels, and you'll definitely be able to connect with me on this question because, as you very well know, one of the things that I stand for, in my messaging is being gentle with yourself and acknowledging that it's great to have goals. It's great to want to go somewhere. It's great to bring a higher version of yourself and strive for that. But we know that there are going to be ups and downs along the way, and we can't necessarily beat ourselves up for everything that goes wrong and expect to be that best version of ourselves. So what are you currently doing in your daily life to practice being more gentle with yourself?
1: I love that question. (laughs) I right now, I mean, it's a very woo woo answer, but right now I'm just really focusing on honoring my feelings. So if I feel a certain way, I will acknowledge it. You know, if I have anxiety instead of pushing it away, which is something I usually do, I like to just push away all the bad feelings and cover them up and pretend they're not there. Um, I'm trying to acknowledge that this feeling is okay. It's okay to feel this way. I'm allowed to, and I, you know, I live in the moment and then I move on and figure out how to grow from that. So by honoring my feelings, I think has been one of the best ways I'm able to, you know, show up as the best version of myself. So like I said, whether I'm like sad or anxious, I'm like, that is okay. I'm giving myself permission to feel the things I feel And then continue to move on as opposed to, you know, having to pretend like I'm perfect all the time and act like everything's okay. I'm learning that you can't be the best version of yourself when you are really going through a lot of things. You have to just give yourself that permission to know it is okay to be exactly who you are and where you are in this moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of plays into our conversation of your energy, because I feel like that moment where you try to put on that facade of like, you know, I should feel this way, or I have to act this way and, you know, put up this space, then that drains your energy. Because in reality, that takes more effort and more time and more mental energy and physical energy to uphold that, right? And kind of going back to our conversation of intuitive eating earlier... We can't expect to be able to connect with our intuitive or like you've been saying, our higher self in this woo-woo talk if we're totally not being upfront and honest with how we're actually feeling, right? Like that's more of like a 10 steps back and one step forward rather than 10 steps forward. So I love that answer. And it's a lot easier said than done. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) I know that for sure. But it's a daily work in progress, right? Um, so if anyone is hearing your message and side note, I will tell you guys before she tells you how to connect with her. The other thing that I discovered right when we left Vegas and I was like, you know, doing my normal creeping through everyone, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she sings. <laughs> so if you want to tune into all of the singing all of the beautiful voices she maybe sounds like the birds outside of her house i don't know but if they want to find you on social media to get a sense of your adventure how you're adding that to your daily life and just a sense of your positivity and connecting with your higher self and protecting your energy and all of the goodness we talked about where are you hanging out and where can people find you
1: Yes. So I'm
0: on the gram, um, Instagram. So my
1: handle is barbell Brittany and it's barbell like, you know, the gym and then Brittany and my name is spelled also really weird. Um, that is really the true spelling of my name. I did not change it. (laughs) Um, I'm sure you can just link it up below. Yeah, I can do that. Um, and my nutrition company is also on Instagram and that's free to be nutrition. Um, and then you can head to the website, free dot com, and who knows, maybe one day I will have a singing website, but for now, all my singing videos are going to be on Instagram.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking I'm kind of having this idea right now, which I remember sitting next to you in that event. And Jason Phillips is like, you got to come up with a name. And you're like, I don't know what I'm going to name it. So I'm so I love the name that you came up with, because I feel like it's very fitting to you and what you preach. But I'm, I'm having this idea of what if on your nutrition site, you just sang all of the nutrition knowledge? <laughs> Yep. Just, if, that, if that's the way to do it, I'll do it. Hey, that would make you different. That would definitely make you stand out, right? That would be very different. Very different. Well, I'll leave you with that. You can kind of mull that over and you can be like, Claire's crazy, but hey, if I log onto your site one day and it's you singing all these nutrition packs, I expect the credit for it. But- <laughs> Absolutely. Brittany, it was so great to connect with you today. Thank you so much for bringing your voice to my audience and for allowing us to get to know you a little bit. So, everyone, go connect with her on social media. You are so welcome. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Yours, Julie, Claire, and Brittany. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. This is going to wrap up episode 32, but if anything resonated with you in this episode, if you found anything helpful, anything inspiring, or anything just downright cool and added to your sense of adventure, I would be incredibly grateful if you could share this episode, if you could tap those five stars, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review telling Brittany and I what you learned and what your continuing to look forward to on this podcast. Any feedback you have is incredible. And anytime that you can share this message to people who you think could benefit from hearing it is equally as incredible. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can easily share this episode by hitting the three dots in the right-hand corner of your screen that will give you a shareable link that you can text, you can email, you can blow it out into the world in any way that you deem fit. You can also share this episode by taking a screenshot of whatever platform you are watching it on and posting that to your social media story, tagging me. Me, tagging Brittany at Barbell Brittany and telling us what you enjoyed about this episode. But until next week, your Shuli, Claire.